Welcome to Shapes We Make, the podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Kate. And we are the creators of the Shapes We Make. Check us out online at www.shapeswemake.com where we've always got cool, groovy new things for you to read and check out. Um, And today you are listening to Power to the Pussy. This is our episode about power and anger and action and what do we do now. Yeah, it's really about activating hope and kind of deciding that we're no longer going to be nice um, and accommodating, which has definitely been probably a lifelong realization. But Mm -hmm. certainly in the last week and a half, it's felt so important now more than ever um, to really accelerate the fight that we've been fighting and to be disciplined about putting power back into the people. Because when we use the word pussy, it's not just about women, it's about anybody who Trump and his supporters think is disposable or can be abused or taken advantage of. And so we're determined to fight back against that and to show everyone that they're deserving of love and support and value and the right to be angry and fierce and to create the world that they want to live in. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know how, like, people, I mean, people will use the word pussy to talk, like, as a kind of an inf to someone who's weak, you know, like, don't be a pussy. And that's why I love reclaiming the word to mean somebody who's really strong. Like, I love, you know, after those despicable comments of that, in that video um, that Trump said, um, I love that there was this hashtag and this trend of people saying pussy grabs back. It's like, like, don't make us into your victim. Don't make us into this weak. Like, we're extremely strong. Um, and, and so I just love reclaiming that word in that way. Like, pussy grabs back, man. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's also been so important to, as part of this whole grabbing back, is to remember that, like, this, like, monster, like, human Cheeto is, like, not going to decide <laughs> what kind of life we get to live. Like, we are going to work hard to fight for the world that we want to live in and to live a happy and joyful and succulent life. Because I remember after the election, the day after, just being in such a deep, despondent morning, thinking, I'll never be happy. Like, this is it. Like, this guy is going yeah. to burn us to the ground. And some, and the last few days have been a major shift in regaining agency and reclaiming my voice. And it probably begins by saying Trump because I've kind of been treating it like Baltimore. Like, oh my God, me too. <laughs> like, I still don't even want to say it because I, there's this deeper part of that doesn't want to admit it's real or he's even a real uh, person. Um, yeah. So, but th- I think that's important, like, to really name these things, to name Trump and to name 
to call something out when we see it as sexist or racist or xenophobic or bigoted or misogynistic, right? To start naming these things and to be fearless about that. Yeah. Yeah, because if you don't name it, how are you going to call it out, you know? Right. Like, I mean, there's a, a trend of people uh, wanting to ignore it. You know, the whole, like, oh, I'm moving to Canada thing. And, like, I get it. In the aftermath, it's really overwhelming. And maybe you do need to kind of not think about it for a while. And that's okay. But at some point, we've all got to come around to be like, I'm not ignoring this. I am fighting. I'm not running away. I'm staying here to make a difference, you know? Absolutely. Kamala Harris just sent out a great letter on her newsletter about how this is not the time to retreat. Um, mm-hmm. And there's something understandably desirable but also incredibly self-indulgent about choosing to retreat. And I think this is a time we engage and we dig in deeper and choose to stay and fight because there are people who need you know, they don't have the option of leaving. So they need people mm-hmm. to, to stay and fight and to show support. That's so true. Yeah. And also, you know, a caveat here is like maybe beginning to fight back for you might look like beginning with self care. Like I'm not saying you need to take to the streets right away. Like personally, one of my first uh responses was wow, I want to take way better care of myself, you know, because, Mm -hmm. like, I was like, oh, this is serious. Like, this is not a game. This is not a joke. Like, I have stuff that I care about so much and that I want to really achieve and do in the world, stuff I believe in. And the only way I can actually do that to the best of my ability is if I am taking good care of myself, if I have, you know, if I'm in good health and have energy and I'm emotionally stable, like, all these things. And so I actually do think that, like, activism begins with self-care um and i don't mean just like taking like a lavender bath once a week although if, if you want to do that yeah it sounds great go for it i mean like actual self-care like right. like being very real with yourself about what you need and like being kind to yourself and forgiving to yourself and having an open dialogue with yourself you know i just think like so if if that's if if that's where you are right now is needing to re assess your relationship with yourself, first of all, I think that's a great place to start. Absolutely. It's so important that we continue to love ourselves and take good care of ourselves. Someone, I met with an astrologist the other day, um, but it was actually a super great session. Something that really resonated with me um, was that we can't be, right, the work ahead is going to be really enervating, but we can't be drained if we're not filled up. And so mm-hmm. we have to go out and nourish ourselves um, and continue to love one another and support one another. I know that the day after and for a few days after, I just was relentless in sending love to everyone I knew. And it was actually, I don't know how it was for you, but it was a huge wake-up call. I don't, you know, I, I wasn't ignorant to this kind of hatred that exists in America in part because, you know, i I have family members who voted for Trump, um, fortunately not in my nuclear family, but certainly in my extended family, um, and had heard before this kind of hateful rhetoric. Um, but for me, what was so shocking was to suddenly realize how fortunate I had been up until that moment to live in this bubble of, even though, you know, 
I'm trying to find a good way to say this. But suddenly, like, me being a, you know, Jewish woman had never really been a problem and had never even really been a part of my identity. And being a woman is difficult for a thousand, or presenting as a woman, you know, however it is, is difficult for a thousand and one reasons that, you know, everyone, every woman deals with every day just going about her life. But it was surreal all of a sudden to hear stories about swastikas being spray-painted in neighborhoods close to where my family lived, you know, or, or things like this that you just don't think could happen in your own corner of the woods, and then they do. And, mm-hmm. and it really just awoke in me this deeper desire to really get to know my neighbors and the communities where I'm living. And, and I don't know if I'm ready yet for <laughs> compassion or cooperation. I don't think I'll ever be ready for cooperation. Um, and I think that's also part of self-care is giving yourself the space to not instantly be like, oh, well, now I want to hear their side. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you don't have to. Like, that can be that can be its own form of, you know, energy taxing. And so I think that's an important aspect of letting yourself be okay with being angry and upset and confused and um and grief, and all of those complicated emotions. And then also turning to the communities that are most affected and asking them, how can I show solidarity in this moment, is another really important form of self-care because self-care, I think right now especially, can include um, being of service to others and, mm-hmm. and finding a sense of renewal and purpose in that capacity. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. I have so many thoughts. Um, what you said before about, uh, um, not having realized that there was this amount of hatred and bigotry and misogyny, um, because of living in a bubble that has been very apparent to me since the election. I mean, I have lived in very liberal bubbles my entire life. And yes, I have dealt with sexism as you say, as every woman does, um, but I didn't realize the extent of, like, what, what is, um, we have heard Trump openly admit to assaulting women, and we have seen women come forward and say that he assaulted them, and most people in this country decided that that was okay. Most people in this country, well, I know that I know Hillary won the popular vote, but I'm saying many, many people in this country were like, that's not a big problem, you know? And I just, really? I'm terrified for the message that that sends to young women. I mean, to, to all women, but especially to girls and young women who are growing up right now. And it's really hard to grow up as a woman in this world. You're like, really, like having to question, you're feeling your own worth questioned and it's really confusing and it's so hard to empower yourself and stuff already. Yeah. And now the message that everyone is getting is like, yeah, we as a society think want to elect a president who has assaulted women. You know, it's like sending this message to girls that they are not worth it. They're not worth right. enough, you know? And also, like... I'm scared that it is going to um, make it harder for the victims of sexual assault to come forward because they have seen this play out on a national level where this 
you know, perpetrator who's nationally known was not, you know, just was, was not believing victims and all these people were not believing these people who came forward. Sorry, survivors, I should say, not victims. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Like, I mean, yeah, the terrifying. most painful realization has been that he wasn't a deal breaker. Right, exactly. And when that video came out, Pussygate, you know, I, right. I was certain that that was it for him. I was like, oh, the jig is up. This is it. You know, final nail in the coffin. There's no way he's getting like it now because we all know now how he talks about women. We all know. We have proof that he's a misogynist. Right. And it was like, no, it's okay. It's cool. We don't care. Like, it's mind-blowing to me and horrifying. Yeah, this has really woken me up to many different realities, some of which I thought I was aware of and have realized I actually wasn't. And that was the big one for me is that I could think of people I, in the lives of my friends and family, people that I had met before at a dinner party who I then learned they had voted for Trump. And I thought, well, this is a kind and respectable person. And it mm-hmm. shocked me beyond words that they could hear these things and see him talk and observe the way he treated Hillary during the debates, which is horrifying, right? And they could hear all the terrible things he said about Muslims and the god-awful things he had to say about, they could hear, about immigrants. They could hear all of this, and that still wasn't a deal-breaker. Mm. And that's just like, I cannot compute. I, there's no, no empathy chip deep in, within me that can understand how anybody who has a daughter or a mother <laughs> could vote for this man. You know, there's just, it's just startling beyond words. Yeah. But the truth is that it's happened, right? And so we have to find a way forward. And I believe strongly that cooperation, compassion will always and forever be important, but cooperation is not what we need right now. We really need some radical uh, badassery, I think, is a technical term. Uh, um, yeah, that's a technical term. Yeah, <laughs> I believe I'm. <laughs> and my sources are correct. Um, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we're talking about power. Like, for me, anger is a huge source of power. Like, when I feel angry, and it feels like, like a, a manageable amount of anger you know it's not overwhelming but it's there it's like anger I can feel it like pulsating in my body I literally viscerally feel power emanating from that you know right because it's it's energizing yeah Um, I have found a lot of nourishment from my anger yeah because like of course we're angry like look at this everything Mm -hmm. we were just talking about of course we're angry and so I think like I don't know. I just can't see any other option. Yeah, like, I agree with you. Cooperation is not necessary. Not required. I mean, like, I love just the hashtag not my president. It's like, yeah, he's not. He never will be. I won't ever accept the authority of a perpetrator of sexual assault. Never in my life. So he's not my president. And that, like, I just feel so energized to not cooperate. Yeah, agreed. And I think we're often told that when tragedies like this happen, that the way forward, you know, the way to heal is to cooperate and to hear the other side. And again, I do believe in the necessity of compassion. Um, But but the stakes are just too high right now for there to be cooperation. I mean, 
People's lives are very much at stake. People's right to live in a safe, stable climate is very much at stake. I mean, there's so much that could be threatened that cooperation is, is unacceptable to me. And it has to be about, again, yes, working together and building community and nurturing resiliency and deciding unapologetically that we want a world that is that anyone can feel valued and loved in and cherished and that an environment that's taken care of. Because for me, that's been definitely one of the hardest things is this care that I feel that we have such little carbon budget left. We really don't have any. <laughs> and that this guy could fuck it up for the whole, the whole planet. And that yeah. terrified me, but that terror and that despair has in the past few days alone turned to this incredible anger and then that anger in turn has translated into this dizzying desire to get shit done and yeah. to be really bold and brazen about how I'm working to build a better world and what I can do to be a part of nurturing a really impactful environmental movement. Yes. Yeah. Um, because we, well, we have to stand up and be strong um, about what world we want to create. And it's up to us to create it, you know? Like, right. that's what this, this is motivation for me. I'm like, oh, I can't sit around and wait for this world I want to just appear. I create it. We all create it every day with every action. And that's why, like, right. I, I am finding power and comfort in very small actions. And, yeah, they're not, like, going to shatter the world, but they are doing small supportive things on a day-to-day basis and that's like what the world is made of the world is comprised of billions and billions of tiny interactions right so each one of them actually does make a difference and I think often when we are talking about activism or in despair we forget that like we're like okay how what can I do to change everything and it's like well I don't (laughs) have I don't have five thousand dollars to donate, so I might as well not donate anything. I was like, no, like donate five bucks, you know, donate one dollar, like, you know, like every little thing has to add up now. And we like, or like, I've found a lot of comfort in just like telling friends that I really love them, and having my friends tell me that they really love me, and like that is big. I know it sounds not big, but it is. Like that is how we create the world, you know. Absolutely. That is world building, to share love fearlessly. That's so important. And I've found a lot of strength in that. It's just being like, hey, I love you to to everyone (laughs) who has been in my life because we need to hear it and we need to know it. And especially younger people right now who are watching this and who are wondering, questioning their own worth, it's important for them to know that they're loved and that is a world building exercise to say that this man and his hatred is not a reflection of you and your worth mm-hmm. and to just give that love so very fearlessly and I found that it's then really empowered me to take on bigger harder more complex tasks I mean one of the things I've become so passionate on the last week and a half alone is really radically redoubling my efforts to get renewable energy um, into communities and it's definitely been an interesting challenge because right now I think what a lot of people want to do is just protest in the streets and damage property and I think that's you know hella important 
Um, but I also think it's just as important to figure out these tangible steps we can take that could actually have a real difference on his ability uh, to, you know, what he can and can't do. And that begins by saying, if you care about this planet and the lives of people within it, then don't, don't let President-elect Trump, like, give it over to the fossil fuel industry. Um, right? That's, I mean, the fossil fuel industry is threatening rights to native rights to land and liberation, and it's threatening human life all over the world, and we have to fight back against that by investing in renewable energy, and that's, and that's actually a really radical <laughs> thing to do, even though it might not feel like it. Um, but how did I get on this tangent? <laughs> I, know I, to, I know I want to look um, back. Uh, uh, different <laughs> forms of, of activism, like some people... Uh, right. Taking to the streets oh, right. and other people, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Sorry, I just think the, the crazy thing is that I'm usually semi-articulate, but lately I've had so many thoughts buzzing through my head that I can never seem to get one sentence out or stop. You know, it's just like this. Yeah, oh, I definitely relate to that. I think I've, like, yeah. spoken way more and way more quickly and way more strongly <laughs> in the past like two weeks i mean this yeah. is all part of i'm like actually feeling a transformation within myself like the first the night tuesday night when it was clear which way it was going my first response well i, I was in despair for about 45 minutes and then i was like all right there's no other way to go but mad like i was just like no more miss nice feminist no more mrs nice witch like this is serious and I got really angry and I've been really like feeling really powerful ever since <laughs> so I totally get it it's like an energy transformation yeah you know? absolutely yeah I hope at some point I can regain my ability to speak normally um, <laughs> I think you're doing a great job <laughs> I've understood 95% of what you said <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's very <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, it's, well, it's also great you reacted like that because I threw up all of Tuesday night and bones the next day. My oh reaction was just, the terror I just felt was so visceral. And mm-hmm. I'm already someone who embodies my emotions pretty deeply, but I had never felt that way before in my life, just like every part of my body wanting out of what had just happened and mm-hmm. everything it represented and the complexity of it, which is still something that every one of us is unpacking and coming to terms with. But I do think that, weirdly, today I woke up and I felt so much hope. Yeah. Um, because even in the last 10 or so days, the steps that I've seen other people take and the steps I've taken in my own life to create change have been monumental. Um, mm-hmm. And every small win is so treasured. Yeah, every win is a win, man. And again, like the whole world is built of these tiny moments, tiny things, tiny victories. Yeah. Like it's really important not to discount those. You know, yeah. we often add disclaimers. Even we've been doing it in this conversation, adding disclaimers to our own work and our own like achievements. And it's like, oh, I can only donate five dollars to Planned Parenthood. Like, I know it's not much. Instead of being like, no, I, right now I can donate five dollars to Planned Parenthood. Right now, it's what I'm doing, and to not add the disclaimer, because adding a disclaimer isn't really helping anyone. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's just kind of taking power away from your action. So, um, yeah. So I think t- focusing on tiny actions, tiny victories, and having them all build up is huge. You know. 
totally, totally looking for the wins right now and for the hope and for the love because we talk about this a lot, but if you're going to tell a story, right, like humans are wired to tell stories, so if we're going to tell a story, why not choose to be active participants in telling a story of hope and regeneration and renewal rather than of loss and despair and devastation? Yeah. I mean, those things are so different and they feel different. Like, I think it's really important to just tap into what actually motivates you, what states right. of being cause you to want to act, cause you to feel mobilized, you know, and feeling yeah. hopeful, even if there's shit going on, but feeling hopeful is motivating to me. And then I do more and feeling like despondent and terrified just makes me want to lie in bed and watch Netflix. I'm like, exactly. that's fine too. If you need a day of doing that, that's fine. But like, you're then at some point, like, you're going to have to find the thing that motivates you to get up, you know? Yeah. Well, I always remember something I knew a professor of ours said in one of our classes, that paralysis is a luxury, um, which mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's not okay to grieve right now and to feel all the feels. Like, I definitely have moments where I'm just, like, the only thing I can do right now, the most mind-numbing activity I can do is, like, knit and watch Gilmore Girls until I fall, you know, like, in that's kind of all yeah. you can do energetically. But in the and you can have those moments of grief and sadness and those are necessary I think to give you energy. But you have to remember too that like to sit and do nothing is an incredible luxury that we can't afford. And there's a lot of life force in doing something and getting out and loving and fighting and being like I found this past week has really given me the space to fully inhabit my whole womanhood and everything mm-hmm. that means, like including the aspects of me that are angry <laughs> and that are sad. Yeah. And all of these ugly parts, I suddenly feel so much more in love with all of them because that's what's making me, that's what's motivating me. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely and taken down a few men. <laughs> Woo! That <was> good. <laughs> Yeah, man. Gotta call him out. Call him out. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm really enjoying being way more unapologetic. That's like a very concrete goal and thing that I'm working on right now. Uh, and it's really fun. There have been multiple times where I have been about to say I'm sorry because I felt like I was being too much or like going on too long of a feminist rant. And I caught myself and I was like, well, wait, I'm not sorry. <laughs> so I'm not yeah. going to say that I'm sorry. And it feels good. Like, that's a little way that we give away our power when we like say something we believe and then we go, Oh, I'm sorry. Or, Oh, that was a lot, you know? And that's really, it's like, (laughs) yeah, no, we all do that. And that's like, and again, that's adding a disclaimer and it's weakening your message. Like just stand strong in your message. And if someone doesn't like it, they can leave. Like they don't have to listen to you. They can leave. Like, you know, make it up to them. Absolutely. It's so funny, though, Lily, because even in the context of our own conversation, right, when I went on that kind of long, rambly rant, I was like, what? Why was I doing this? Oh, I'm sorry, you know. And I was like, well, that happened, but it happened. And, yes, I think it's annoying when people go on for too long, but it was coming from a place of passion. And I want to do a better job respecting that passion. Uh, Yeah. And respecting the fact that right now I can't talk as clearly as I want (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah, because um, there's just so many neurons firing within me. <laughs> right. Um, 
And that's okay. That's part of, again, my whole womanhood is that yeah. part of me right now that's just like this bizarre combination of scatterbrained and checking things off my to-do list and passionate and sad and angry and and certainly trying to be more unapologetic about it because I love those aspects of myself. And as someone who's always struggled with how just with how people respond to the intensity of my passion or my emotions and trying to tamper it or, you know, uh, move it around a little bit and make it smaller. I just don't want to, I just don't have the bandwidth to do that right now. No, exactly. And we don't really have the luxury of doing that either. Like, this is a time when we need all the power we can get. And that's what I mean about, like, no more Miss Nice Feminist, no more Miss Nice Witch. I just don't have the time and energy to, like, make myself acceptable to everybody. Or I don't have the time and energy to, like, be totally, like, sunshine and rainbows. You know, like, it's just not, it's not where I'm at. It's not, I'm over it. I'm over it. It just feels good to admit that, you know. It's like, all right, you don't like what I'm saying? That's so fine. Go yeah. somewhere else. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, I totally feel on the same page. Yeah, and also I want to go back to what you said about um, the Gilmore Girls and knitting thing, and I agree <laughs> with what you said. Like, paralysis is a luxury. At the same time, like, I think we, like, it can all, not, not paralysis per se, but resting. Resting is self-care, and resting is crucial. So I think we shouldn't, get down on ourselves and we really do want to like knit and watch Gilmore Girls because that's the reason we want to do that is because we recognize a need in ourselves for rest and for comfort and so you found a way to give yourself rest and comfort and that's actually important you know yeah so like I think, yeah that is important yeah so like I don't know I just think it's important for us to realize that like you, you can't be out in the streets every second of every day and you can't be like, you know, campaigning, or not campaigning, you know what I mean, going door to door or, or donating or whatever it is, you can't be doing that every second. You're also, like, a human person, and you need, like, what? Breaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need, like, to eat food, you know? So, like, mm. all those things are going to add to your power, not take away. I've been, yeah. like, in everything I've been doing and saying, I'm, I feel like I only have tolerance right now for things that add to my power rather than take away, Mm-hmm. So, like, I've been, like, being really healthy, at, like, just because I, like, genuinely want to, because I'm, like, I want to eat a really healthy meal because I want to feel really powerful. I want to sleep right now at night because I want to feel really powerful, you know? And, like, yeah, yeah totally. and, and it is a luxury that I have access to those things. It really is. But, like, since I do, I want to take advantage of it because that's the only way that I can be at my full capacity, you know, of power. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, a friend of my mom said something that really resonated with me about how now is the time to, like, grit, yeah, grip, <laughs> grip, <laughs> grip, 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 you know, grip. <laughs> um, like, grip, rest, no, grip, rant, rally, rest, repeat. And I really mm. love that. And I've kind of, in my own head, just followed this mantra of greed, give love, and then get organized. And mm. I think right now I'm definitely very much wholeheartedly in the give love and get organized stage because mm-hmm. the more that I do, the 
the genuinely happier and hopeful I feel, which is this impossibly delicious emotion, especially at a time like this, to feel hope, but it's what energizes me and what and it's what's been so essential right now is just to embody the hope that I want for this world. Um, but I love that. I just love, like, yeah, grieve, give love, get organized, like, rant, rally, rest, repeat. I think it's so important to put ourselves on that cycle. Yeah, oh, I love that. I love the, the give, love, get organized. Because it makes yeah. room for all these things we've been talking about. Because give love means to yourself and others and the planet, you know? So Absolutely. that makes room for, like, all these little interactions and these little supports we can give each other and ourselves. And then the organize is the action part, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah what, I've, what I've found really helpful is, like, making a lot of action plans for myself of, like, very small actions and larger goals. Um because it just feels good to have, like, concrete to-do lists right now and, like, steps, you know. Like, right. I'm yeah. going to read this article, and then I'm going to write this thing about self-love, and then I'm going to you know, go on a run. Just, like, you get, like, small actions, but they are part of a larger action plan, a lot, part of a larger set of goals that, that I have, you know. Yeah, um, absolutely. I found it's been really helpful to balance little actions uh, with large-scale plans. So right now I'm working on getting my apartment complex to go on renewable energy, and that's definitely going to be a longer battle just because of bureaucracy and uh, the fact that it's very difficult to convince even the most environmentally friendly property manager about why, you know, these are just hard things. They're not yet, they haven't been normalized in our culture. So that's a longer fight, but it's the small fight that I'm passionate about pursuing. But I found that to kind of ground that and to keep me motivated as I work on this harder task, it helps to just make little actions to my everyday that make me feel like I'm still working towards that goal. Whether mm-hmm. that's, you know, rethinking my relationship to waste on a more deeper level or sharing gardening tips with a friend or even... Um, building a little herb garden on my windowsill so I can just take care of life because that's so important. I mean, those little actions are what sustain me as I work on these bigger fights. Um, And I think it's so important to balance the both because if you're only thinking big picture, you're going to get exhausted and depleted. Um, Exactly. But if you can infuse every day with a little love and joy and a little change, then it builds. Yeah. You're, you're world building, you're world creating when you do this thing yeah. every day. And that to me is like the most motivating thought there is, basically. Because it's like, oh, every day I actually have all these opportunities to do little things. Right. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, yeah, my, my long term goal is dismantle patriarchy. <laughs> that's going to take a while. Right. You got to chip away. <laughs> yeah, chip away, chip away. Like every article. And, and, with this new situation, I just feel way more focused. Like, I only want to write about the things that I feel really riled up about, you know? I only right. want to, like, read things that feel really, like, juicy and pertinent and, and you know, whatever. Like, I, I just feel like I don't have time or tolerance for things that feel like, eh, you know? <laughs> I long-term goal, dismantle patriarchy. Short-term goal, 
feel very, very determined and motivated about all the little tiny steps, like every mm. little thing I want to write, you know, every yeah. interaction. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I feel the same way. I feel exactly the same way. And I found a lot of power in recognizing, yeah, it's, funny. it's just so funny that you've been, t- like I've just found this whole week, I can only work on things that bring me 100% transcendental yeah. joy. And like, I, I know. I'm just like, can't, like, not right now. I, I know. Like, I don't have the time for this. Yeah. It's so good to recognize the intersectionality and interconnectedness of all of our movements because if your dream is to dismantle the patriarchy, that's certainly one of mine, but my bigger one, right, is to heal our planet. But they're so mm-hmm. profoundly interwoven. And I've always believed in the interconnectivity of all living beings and the importance of unifying movements but now more than ever it's just like I just want I just want to work to get it so that everyone realizes like our earth and our civil liberties and all of these you know all of these fights they're all interconnected and by supporting them all we support one another and mm-hmm. it's just been this like crazy desire to just be like wait like like smashing the fossil industry that's like a way to like a part of one way we can kill off part of the patriarchy, you know, and it's like yeah. Oh, everything's related, right? Yeah, totally. yeah. So I think a good takeaway for our listeners who have sat so lovingly through this anger <laughs> um, is to be uh, comfortable expressing your anger, and then to also maybe sit down this weekend, write a to-do list, like you said, Lily. Um, of things you can do. Yeah. And, Which and I guess the game would do with any to do list. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a super, super special and important to us. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I really recommend that you begin with self care. Like, even if you already feel in a great spot with yourself, like, first of all, awesome, congrats. But uh, second of all, <laughs> like, uh, just like do one thing at the beginning of your to do list that's like, genuinely going to make you feel cared for and empowered because that's the best place to begin from. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, now I feel really fired up and that's going to be super productive for the rest of the day. (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm like, and then then watch Go Girls. I'm going to angrily knit right now. (laughs) That sounds awesome. Yeah. And we'll be sure to also include with the posting of this podcast a couple of resources for us. Hope embodying actions that you can take this very day. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. Uh, again, you can check us out online, www.shapeswemake.com. Uh, you can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ShapesWeMake. Um, and a huge thanks to Mima Good for our awesome theme song. Um, So until next time, thank you so much. Shame, Ace. Bow.